I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey guys, it's Colin, your friendly neighborhood Nerdy Show editor. Just wanted to let you guys know that this episode that you are about to hear actually has a small problem. When it was recorded, it was recorded at one and one half speed, which means that everybody was talking like this. So they all sounded like Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman, except they didn't intend to sound like Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman. That problem has since been rectified and will never happen again. I've done my best to slow it down, but it makes it sound like everybody has a cold. Except for Brian, who sounds strangely normal. Hmm. So, without further ado, let's hear that sweet Nerdy Show theme. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics to video games... From science to technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. Uh, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm John. And this is a SciTech episode of Nerdy Show. We're going to be discussing science and technology, all the uh, recent events, cool gadgets, and uh, anything else we care to touch on. Get ready to uh, nerd out pretty hard. Yeah, because there's (laughs) been some... (laughs) Let's just start the episode the way it was meant to be started with uh, the SciTech theme. The first order of business today is uh, dealing with the space craziness that uh, so happened re- recently. So talking about how the sky is falling. Uh, yeah, like, as I saw on uh, on the internet in Soviet Russia, space explores you. <laughs> a giant asteroid passed very near to the Earth. We knew about this for a while because a lot of Mayan apocalypse types were talking about it towards the end of 2012. But what we didn't expect was a bunch of debris coming from that asteroid. Well, I think that's the official cover story. I think the real story is that the arachnids of Klandafu, they've made the first strike. And so they decided to target Russia instead of Brazil. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, uh, Russia is is a more dangerous uh, political economic entity right now than Brazil. That's true. That's true. It was just a warning shot. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I also imagine if you're just trying to hit the Earth, it's hard not to hit Russia with how big it is. It is quite large. They were asking for it, really. (laughs) But I mean, uh, actually, 1,200 people were injured, so that sucks. Yay, um, we're making light of that. It was uh, it was pretty exciting, actually. I was I was up late night editing, as usual. I saw on Facebook, K-Monster of the Gazetteers posted some insane videos from Russia. This was just as it was coming in, and, uh, you know, watched the first one, thought it was a hoax. 
watched the second one, realized it was kind of impossible that it was a hoax, saw some video from inside the city with, you know, a sonic boom happens, glass breaks everywhere, sky looking pretty much like Back to the Future, you know, with a flame trail. It's very impressive. I, has anybody found the damn thing yet, or did it just atomize? It slammed into the side of, like, a factory, right? I saw, I saw a building with a huge hole taken there's, out of it. There's a bunch of parts, aren't there? Yeah, I was reading that people are trying to pick them up so they can sell them. <laughs> it's a good it plan. worth, like, thousands of dollars or something, so, you know. That's, that's a perfectly reasonable plan. That's a good, good business strategy. Um, Very uh, capitalistic solution for the uh, old block, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was interesting to me was that when there was actually enough time that people started formulating articles about it, uh, the first thing I read insisted that there was, they had all but confirmed that there was, you know, no chance that this was somehow related to the asteroid. The DA-14? Yeah. Then we got more reports of fire in the sky in different places, different objects coming down, smaller ones, obviously. California, Cuba, Russia. And in fact, even here in Orlando, on his way to work one one morning, our very own Brandon, the same day as the meteor, I believe, or a couple days before, within that within a good time, saw a uh, a copper like green flare uh, enter the sky and descend over the horizon. It's just been all over, big and small. Things were falling off, and I thought that was weird because, in my mind, well, obviously, a, a giant space object like an asteroid has a gravitational field and is has a bunch of fucking junk hanging onto it. So, right. I mean, the the idea that it wouldn't have any sort of debris is just kind of crazy. Asteroids are not exactly the most solid of solids, right? No. It's very it's very easy for them once they enter into another gravitational field like the Earth's. To, they're very fragile, so it, it's very plausible that little chunks would have broken off. We have an idea that asteroid fields like the one, you know, uh, outside of Mars orbit looks like in, in Empire Strikes Back, where they're all just seething around. It's nothing like that. They are the average density of the asteroid belt is like one asteroid per multiple millions of miles. They don't often interact with other gravitational fields that are as strong as the Earth. Oftentimes, the only thing that's keeping them together is in this vacuum of space and gravity, their own, its own gravity of the different yeah, objects coming together. Yeah, nothing else really affecting them. And so the moment there's a bigger object like the Earth, like all the other basically just dissipates. Yeah. I'd like to just throw out there for everybody's imagination that uh, if Brandon were here, um, we'd have had a bunch of um, poop comments about all the uh, loose solids. I'm glad that you're here to fill the gap. Just, just wanna. I couldn't, I couldn't articulate it as well as him, so I won't try. But I'll just let everybody imagine that that conversation happened. As of now, according to Wikipedia, uh, DA14 is still saying uh, it still says that DA14 is unrelated to the Russian meteor. Uh, that's event. so. That's so. That's it's preposterous. So... Does anyone know how close that meteor got? Asteroid. That asteroid? Because the meteor got really close, Hex. (laughs) The meteor got really close. It got within one. (laughs) Does anyone know how close the the asteroid Are you talking about DA-14 itself, or are you talking about, like, the other ones? Uh, Can we we shorten that name? Can we give it a cute name? DA-14? I'm I'm, I'm sick of saying DA-14, D-8-14. What is it? DA. Well, if you look at DA-14 as, like, you know... Leap speak, it's Dare. Okay. Uh, so we're just going to call him Dare? Like that song from Transformers the movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The other yeah. one, you know, not you've gotcha. got the touch. Gotcha. Dare. Um, so Dare, does anyone know how close Dare got? 17,000 miles. What? Does anyone know how close the moon is? 380-something. Uh, just under 240,000 miles. Yeah. So it's like way closer to us than, than the moon, which just kind of blew my mind when I... Like, when you put that into perspective, how closer it got to us than the moon is. Do we know that it destroyed any satellites? Because I know it was in satellite range. It was actually within satellites. It was satellite satellites, right? Yeah. It was right below a I mean, new synchronous orbit. It, the whole joke, though, winds up being is, is, is like what Brian said about the asteroid belt. Like, space is fucking big. So, you know, out that far, like, there's tons and tons and tons of satellites, but this thing's still only 15 stories tall, which is, you know, huge, but it's, you know, in comparison to, like, a satellite, comparison to the huge amount of volume, it's very possible that it could have hit something, but it's also possible that it could just fly by and not do anything at all. The size difference between this and the one that killed the dinosaurs was pretty extreme, right? Because the one that killed the, si the dinosaurs basically oh, yeah. created the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just trying well, to get a perspective. Well, not the whole Gulf of Mexico, but yeah, it did make a huge, massive crater. Did you guys know that when um, that the explosion of the meteor entering Russia's atmosphere was a bit more than the atomic bomb on Hiroshima? I heard that. And then, of course, in the comments, they kept saying over and over again that that was a horrible, horrible measure of explosive because, like... You know, today we've gone so far past that saying an atomic bomb, the H bombs, and the, the crazy shit after that is like just hundreds of times more powerful. Than well, that I'm one. I'm sorry, it's so non-specific. Well, we do have a disaster to it compare does, it by. Not powerful <laughs> by today's standards. Don't worry, guys. Oh, we can fuck it up with a single well, bomb. Oh, okay, it's right? it's it's not so powerful. It's only big enough to kill a city. Whatever. Thanks, oh, yeah. assholes. Ah, uh, good old internet. Even downplaying meteor attacks. <laughs> it's no big deal, really. Come on. After all this this happened, you know, apparently nobody saw it coming. People are still in, like, global warming-style denial over the meteor having anything to do with the asteroid. So, uh, however... That's... I mean, until I hear otherwise from Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'm kind of... I'd like, I'm kind of, or another astrophysicist, like, feel, feel play. I'm not going to think one way or the other of it is related or it is un unrelated. I, just, I know in my heart, I can try to trust my instincts. This, Man, is, this, this is, is not science. a coincidence. Science is not. Science and magic are the same. No, they aren't. Like, if only, if only we got, like, I, I'd want to hear what Phil Plate or Neil deGrasse Tyson or some other uh, renowned astrophysicist was saying right now. Nah. Well, Bill Nye, who, you know, actually isn't necessarily an astrophysicist by any stretch, he also is playing the uh, party line of this had nothing to do with anything. I don't, I don't fucking get that. It's, it's just, it, I don't know. The only explanation is that they're covering up for the attack from the Klondathu. Yeah, no, no. Here, here's the here's the thing that does the does bug me. You know, like, yes, that that fits totally well in with any sort of weird Stargate idea or anything like that. Like, I'm right there with you, Brian, because I watch those videos in the middle of the night, and and I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, so it's a meteor, and that's sensational. But a meteor crashing into the the Earth and us seeing it is just as sensational as it being a covert alien attack uh, and, you know, a, an attempt to embed themselves in the Earth and uh, start their invasion from below. 
It just, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. It, yeah, it, it just makes perfect sense. It, it, you know, fire, you got, okay, so, so it's not a part of the asteroid, okay? So it's not a part of the asteroid. So it's a coincidence then, uh-huh. Okay, sure. So all these fires in the sky, they're just, they're just rocks, right? Man, they're, they're not pods. All these giant bugs invading our cities, that's just, that's just part of, like, global warming. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, tech and crazy conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I would be curious to know what uh, crazy fucking conspiracy guy would have to say about this if he were still with us, and uh, hopefully he hasn't been taken Just... away to some hush facility. But considering how long it took us to get our uh, episode back from uh, the government, um, it's... who can say? Yeah. Anyway, I, I, the thing that's probably best about all this so far is that conversations have started with prominent the UN you know, figureheads. As of recording, they're actually meeting as we speak talking ah. about this. The really the good part about this because obviously if there hadn't been an explosion of Russia, nobody would give a shit. Right. About, but it's know, the combination the it's the one two punch. And we all die. And and just remember, twenty twelve DA fourteen, that thing was only like what, hundred and sixty feet across? And Apophis, which is still out there and I mean, of course, this one is too. But that one's like a thousand sixty-six feet across. Who's Apophis? He has a badass name. What's his deal? Well, Apophis was the the crazy ass like big asteroid that was coming around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thankfully uh, didn't hit us either. Isn't it supposed so, to swing around in like twenty thirty-six or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, twenty thirty-six exactly. Yeah, that, that's when it's actually supposed to come and, you know, be like, okay, well, is it going to hit us this time or not, right? So hopefully by 2030. <laughs> well, Hex, you were telling me that the D.A.R.E.'s approach was was actually somewhat of a surprise. No one actually, when they when they realized how close it was going to get, everybody was like, oh, man, that's not, that, we didn't think that was going to happen. A Spanish observatory first observed D.A.R.E. when it came within outside, like twice as far away from the moon. Last year, February 25th of last year's was when it, it first popped on the radar when it came really close. And then it went away again, and this time it got even closer. And uh, they they caught, they saw it coming in January 9th, and they did not expect it to get as close as it did. Huh. I guess they didn't care, like, put into consideration gravity or something. That's not good. That doesn't bode well. I don't yeah, think you that's want it. to put that into your calculations. <laughs> well, and, and don't worry, NASA's got all the money in the world because you know they get like less than 0.1 percent of the total budget from the U.S., and then of that, only like another 0.1 percent of their individual budget is spent towards you know tracking these things and stopping them. Feel safe. So it's nice that that's going to change. Maybe we might get up change. to a whole 0.3 percent, huh? <laughs> well, we all know that this asteroid is clearly a Russian problem. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I w- Okay, so uh, a while back, I don't even remember when, we were talking about a observatory that we were afraid was going to get closed down. And so I did a little research trying to find information on it, and I couldn't find it because it was drowned in all the other observatories that had been shut down in the I, last I thought it year. was an observational satellite that was going to out-hubble the Hubble. No, it was... I, well, there was that too, actually. So, <laughs> um, But the big thing that I did catch was that the Allen Telescope Array mm-hmm. out in California that you see at the end of Contact, 
um, that's a part of SETI, mm-hmm. that got shut down in April of last year. That's not cool. Nope. So all of these different observatories, all these different telescopes, all like they're even talking about Arecibo um, being on the chopping block. The massive, oh, the one in, in Port, uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, that golden eye. Yeah, that's not cool. No, uh, here they should at least turn it into a Bond museum. Do you know how? Do you know <laughs> how? That would be pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> no. Do Do you know how shut down Alan is? I mean, like, is it like all they have to do is flip the switch and it's back on, or I mean, disassembled? Maybe? It's not disassembled. Okay. Like I think it's no, just there disassemble. <laughs> I think it's just sitting there collecting dust at the moment. That sucks. I mean, no way around it. That sucks. But at the very least, someone somewhere, even if it's not our government, and it, I really hope it is, is going to get some more funding towards this because I know the Russians are very okay with uh, with funding space projects, especially and not just because they were hit with one. They're interested. They have they have an interest. In fact. And this is this this delves into the the conspiracy realm again. But I, I saw late last year some kind of report, and this may have been complete bullshit. But uh, someone really important in the uh, the Russian government uh, released an ultimatum to the United States of look. U.S. If you don't come clean about what you know about extraterrestrials, we will. So that that was interesting. Is that was that legit? I kept trying to find sources for it, and I couldn't really find anything I felt comfortable with. Well, that was the problem with it. I couldn't really find anything legit either. Because it was like, you know, so-and-so's reporting that such-and-such said this thing. The thing that is, sounds reliable. Uh, and the thing is, though, is that, like, if, if it was true, I would, I mean, I would believe it. Like, if someone said, yeah, no, I have it from a confirmed source, I'd be like, well, all right. Because the, the Russians have always kind of been like that with, uh, with the space stuff. Well, I guess because the whole uh, power to the people, allegedly communist thing of theirs <laughs> allegedly communist. anyway i guess it's time for a, a song break when we get back we're going to talk about some drones and other scary stuff scary and fun yay Dro- scary and fun <laughs> drones skirting the line between scary and fun yay <laughs> living in a cyberpunk future today yay i didn't ask for this <laughs> <laughs> so the track uh, we're gonna go listen to now is a really fun chiptune track by rush jet one it's called Asteroid Run. Is that like uh, a cannonball run? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it kind of has this feel of this uh, of a video game, like you're running from an asteroid. Uh. It's, a, it's, it's a pretty fun track. I wonder if anybody played that game in real life. Asteroid Run? Over in Russia? I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>
Welcome back to Nerdy Show, where we're talking about science and technology. And uh, right now, we're going to talk about drones. They're, uh, Yay, drones! The, the fun quadricopters you, you see flying around at the mall, and the ones that uh, haunt you in your sleep. Yay, haunting! They track you by your cell phone, and they shoot you. Yay, shoot you. Is that real? Do they do that yet? Well, we wouldn't know, would we? Jessica, you, you've spent most of today playing with quadricopters. Or... I have. Well, not so much playing. I've been doing a lot of soldering of I, wires together. I'm sorry. But... Working. Working diligently <laughs> on the building of quadricopters. <laughs> yeah, no, the playing comes comes afterward. But they're pretty cool. I, I, have, I have a question about what the playing part. Uh, so do you make like noises like <laughs> as, as I'm building it? Yeah. I mean, okay. it, it makes the build process more fun. Like as I'm burning myself, the soldering iron or my fingers are being ripped apart by the wire. It, it, it makes things more entertaining. You got to do something to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but they're cool. So yeah. So I'm the one that I'm building is actually to test some documentation because parallax makes or sells a quadcopter kit. And then also we sell a, a hex upgrade kit. So quadcopters, four rotors. The, oh, hear that? Hex oh, okay. upgrade. I can upgrade this hex no. here. <laughs> yeah. What what upgrades do? <laughs> actually, you... upgrades to the hex. So that's that's a testament to you. Oh gosh, I don't want to <laughs> get upgraded. Wait, hold on. Do upgrades mean I get to be a robot? Because I'm all on board. Totally. Yes. A flying robot. I want to be a flying robot. I, something we should mention is that uh, Parallax, which Jessica mentioned, is the uh, company she works for, and they are—they um, make quadricopter kits, as you just heard, and other robot stuff. Uh, we'll link to them on this episode's page. And they're really cool! Why are you building that quadricopter today? Uh, well, I'm finally hopping on this bandwagon, for one. But for two, the main work-boring want-want reason is to test our assembly documentation. She's making really, sure it's... the manual actually tells her how it is. <laughs> We've all tried to assemble Legos and been baffled. It's true. I we did think about going just the picture only approach, but we figured that would probably be pretty confusing. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's a horrible idea. And especially if it was actually prepared in the US, then you've already got a leg up on the Chinamen. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> I understand why IKEA does the picture only route, but uh it, it should I'd say with something as complicated as a quadricopter. You know, please avoid that at all costs. Well, I gotta say, the, the IKEA instructions skip the parts where you're screaming <laughs> and like looking, and then looking baffled at the instructions, and then tearing them apart. That's why they say you need a friend in the beginning. So you can... Oh, okay. See, that's my problem. Oh, that... So you can punch them out. <laughs> so back at E3 2010, yeah, 2010, we uh, we checked we got some hands-on with the Parrot AR drone, which was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I mean, I, you know, obviously Metal Gear Solid 2 had ciphers in it, and that was interesting and in the near future. And I That knew was some... one of my most vivid childhood memories is actually, well, it wasn't even childhood, actually. Well, it was like just 10 years ago. Anyway, like I was playing Metal Gear Solid and I had seen them, right? And then I was like watching the news, and I swear to fuck, I saw one in the background. And it's just like, oh, and, they're real. <laughs> and and I believe that they they were sort of famously a matter of some level of media blackout in in the uh, desert wars, because 
no one wanted the general populace to know how many of those we had and how often we used them, if I understand correctly. And I might not, so correct me if I'm wrong. Now, obviously, the, 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 parrot, the parrot comes out, consumer use, quadricopters, you can build your own quadricopters at Parallax. Then reports start coming in of uh, police drones. And oddly enough, the first place to authorize that was Miami. There was a thing not too long ago, I think it was last year, where there's this event on South Beach that's like a big hip-hop block party sort of thing. And there was a police drone sighted patrolling it. It was a matter of some controversy and a little bit of misunderstanding in the video, I think, because they assumed that it was a police drone, but it might not have been a police drone. Mm. No one's really... I think there might oh, be a well, little... if it's just a, a federal drone, then... But I think that the real problem is, is that, you know, we weren't 100% sure whether or not it was a legit police drone or if it was just like somebody with, you know, a kit who was just like fucking with everybody. Or an undercover police drone. (laughs) No, bro, I'm just a hobbyist drone. Don't mind me. (laughs) Do any of you know where some drugs are? (laughs) Do you have any drugs? Speaking of drugs... I, I heard someone say the expression cool beans the other day, and I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've heard that. I wonder what cool beans is. Cool beans comes from the 1960s and is a reference to um, acid or uh, ecstasy or I think like quaaludes, perhaps, or something. Anyway, it's a drug term. Uh, because... Jumanji, the TV show, is no longer as uh, childish as I remember. Yeah, when little kids are like, cool beans every episode. That's what I thought of. What's really going on is that they're just tripping hard. <laughs> that entire movie episode. Makes a lot more sense. It makes everything make more sense in that case. I mean, good God, the things that those kids saw. <laughs> anyway, this drone situation. It's coming up in the news a lot. There's a lot of uh, people are concerned. Lots of, you know, man on the street. Jackoffs don't understand it, but uh, the ultimate question is: is you know, is it a violation of our rights if they're taking um, you know military use drones and using them to patrol the populace? Is that is that a constitutional violation? Because the bit that says that the you know military things will not be turned against the general populace. Uh, well, this is this is a sticky issue. Uh, for one thing, when you're out in public. You know, there is the you don't really have a uh, expectation of privacy. Yeah. Also, the the thing that you're talking about it isn't necessarily uh, with the military and being used to police Americans. That that's more like personnel and and uh, authority, I suppose. Like the National Guard can be used to do things, you know, uh, on a civil level, unless of course they're working. They've been invoked by the army or navy or whatever. To, and then they can't suddenly because it's now they're technically part of the army or the navy, which is also what the huge mess was after New Orleans got hit so bad. Was like, oh, we need to activate the army to get troops, but wait, we can't do that because it's against civilians, even though it's not against them; it's for them. Right. So, like, like you can still use military grade drones or drones that were developed by the military if it's being used by an agency that is not the military. Ah. Okay. Uh, this is why, you know, uh, SWAT teams and so on in the wake of, what was it, 9-11 or, and or the financial collapse. We're getting all this, you know, tanks and, and super SWAT weapons that was just straight up military stuff. But it wasn't from the military. It was, or it wasn't being used by the military. It was being used by 
civil police forces. And if you want to look at it another way, it's like they all have, you know, assault rifles, guns, shotguns. Um, you know, I'm sure some of those SWAT people probably have like grenade launchers, clearly, right? Yeah. They need to launch different types of grenade style that, you know, smoke. Why wouldn't you? That kid has pot. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he I needs saw this, to this pay. lightning movie called Reefer Madness. You don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> Two week training. They're going to listen to jazz music. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's not exactly surprising. I mean, you know, I think that the real thing that keeps military equipment from coming into police hands is basically their budget. We have crazy stuff, which, which also has triggered some of the privacy issues, like uh, the listening outpost that they'll put around towns to be able to triangulate gunshots. To oh, them, like, I don't know about know, that. Feet. What? You know about that? Yeah, no, like, it's pretty incredible because, uh, I mean, and of course, these systems have largely come from systems that were used to detect, like, sniper locations. Uh-huh. You know, so, like, an assassination attempt, you would know exactly where the shooter was within, like, let's say, a 15-foot area instantaneously, like, basically, and practically before the bullet hits, you would already have, you know, like, tracked exactly where the shot had come from based on the sound. Interesting. So, yeah, and, and so um, in, like, high gang violence areas, they would deploy these devices, but of course, they're recording devices, right? They're just sitting there listening all the time. So then you have these drones, you know, I'm staring at a, you know, real-life cipher picture right now, and they're just as creepy as I remember. And incredibly, pretty much exactly the same as in the game. Anyway, I mean, you know, those things can, of course, hover around, sit. Um, I'm assuming that with, you know, increases in technology, if they aren't there already, they can probably silence their rotors. So, I mean, you can have these things just sitting around, of course, making no noise, just watching. Or you can have them flying around, making low noise, being able to watch whatever the hell you're doing. It's just, and, you know, it's and true, right? The development of solar paint, it'll just be up there forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, one thing that's nice now is you're limited by your battery time and your fly time because your payload capacity really isn't that great. So that limits the type of battery that you can carry. So you don't have that long of fly time, like 15, 20 minutes usually. Which is a severe limitation for right now. Of course, if you wound up, you know, getting 10 times as much energy per square inch or cubic inch, I guess, um, then you perhaps be able to stay up significantly longer, right? Like, you know, 10 times longer, 20 like hours. Theoretically, and of course, if you actually have one of the military grade ones, the head can probably move separate from the body. So you could still just perch somewhere, though. You know, if you only need three minutes to get up to the top of a building to look over, you could technically sit there and then, you know, use the much, much, much lower energy camera for an incredibly prolonged period of time, like basically doing a stakeout from the top of a building. I mean, I, I think that that's ultimately where, like, the drones get really, really crazy when they get very, very small and can just stick somewhere because now you have cameras that can move around the city just you know like nothing while it does sound somewhat oppressive it is another step in the right direction for achieving a functional cyberpunk universe mm -hmm. which is fun but i kind of <laughs> don't want to live in one <laughs> like I, i'd like to visit <laughs> But it's too late for that? You're already <laughs> there? Well, I think, too, the, the, the thing to think about is that also it has to go through a lot of like, public approval. 
I mean, so Seattle had their drone program mm -hmm. and they completely grounded out, grounded it because of all of the complaints and and public outcry over, you know, privacy issues. I didn't realize that. That's that's interesting. I didn't know there was a well, precedent. It's also that... relatively recent. So, you know, but but yeah, that that happened, certainly. Of course, other places it won't. So then you wind up with like some cities having, you know, very different um, laws than others. So, right. uh, you know, the, the drone scape, I guess you could call it, is going to be a constantly changing area probably for the next 10 years. Right. And to be honest, I wouldn't actually be surprised if, if hobby use got out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. ...in some way, shape, or form as you see law enforcement um, use rise you were saying with Miami is is this some you know crazy guy with just a camera to get a get a shot or is this an actual police investigation yeah well and certainly the usage of red and blue lights which the drone had was uh you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah at the very least specifically with instances like that you could guarantee that much like how you can't put certain things on your car if they still let you have drones they you can't put certain things on them when you outlaw drones, only outlaws will have drones. Well, and the government. And the government. So. Yeah. And the vigilantes. <laughs> right. But here we are today, right? Like, we already have drones ubiquitously, practically. And, and so then, you know, what's tomorrow going to be like? I just saw a thing last week that was basically um, saying that by 2014, this one group wanted to be able to have literally a palm of your hand launching quadricopter that would effectively follow you around and actually film you and respond to voice commands. So you just say, follow me, and it actually would. Now, that seems to me like a little bit crazy on the computation spectrum. Yeah. To be mm -hmm. able to get it to do that reliably. It's, it's wired into Siri. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, certainly, right? I mean, that, that's the only way I can figure it is if it was um, using, like, your smartphone as, like, the bigger power supply for all the computation you know if it's just streaming video that's still going to be energy intensive but it's not as bad as having it like run all sorts of crazy algorithms you know like where are we going with this right like are we going to have little like watch size things that like flop off and fly and then like who the hell cares like why do they you know i mean it's really really good for obviously the police forces but what about the average man then we have like the the taco copters and stuff like that, but those aren't even legal because it's commercial use of drones. You're saying that that's not currently legal, or it would be outlawed. It isn't currently legal. Oh no! Like, drones so, are regulated by the FAA. 
I didn't know that. So the taco mm-hmm. copter got shut down. Well, no, it, it was a it was like a joke proof of concept, much like the uh, RC plane that was a uh, was the burrito bomber. Yeah, delicious <laughs> <laughs> and deadly. I mean, like these ideas are fantastic because they're hilarious and they're totally like maker burning man kind of, you know, like crazy. But like, will we actually see them in any sort of regular usage? Probably not. Well, you guys, did you guys see the the hummingbird drone? No. There's videos of that where it it quite literally looks like a hummingbird, and it's meant to be a spy. Oh God! Yeah. Spy. I I would imagine the battery life on that is not good. If they've got the tech working, John, you're always telling me about how we're about to essentially crack the battery thing wide open and have well, some it, serious like, power cells. I keep seeing all these papers talking about like 10 to 20 fold improvement over lithium ion batteries. And like, I don't know where the hell they are. Maybe it's like huge manufacturing problems, but they managed to get it to work in the lab. Hmm. Um, you know, they've talked about like replacing uh, the anode and cathode and the batteries with like different types of complicated stuff with, you know, incredible surface areas and all these different things. Uh, nuclear batteries that could technically be scaled down to the size of a single human hair that have like an incredible <laughs> power density. Yeah, no, I mean, like just crazy level stuff. But at the same time, getting them actually, you know, made reliably, obviously that's like a much bigger hurdle. So it's almost like we have the basic research to do it, but I don't know where they are with like the actual manufacturing stuff. That's the joke. Like, you know, you can cure cancer in a lab, but if you can't get it to people actually in hospitals in need as an actual solution for the the demand, then it's like worthless, right? You cure 10 people and, you know, it costs a billion dollars to make it otherwise. So like actually figuring out how to mass produce things, getting it done reliably, keeping it, you know, Six Sigma or whatever, like... That's that's kind of the problem with it. Hex, let's listen to some fucking music. Yeah, well, since we're talking about not being able to keep secrets from anyone, let's talk about Secrets from the Future by MC Frontalot from his the titular track from his uh, second album. Very uh, dystopian uh, and fun track. Awesome, well, <laughs> let's do it then. Enjoy. Your most closely kept personal thought Put it in the word block With the password lock Sock it deep in the raw With extraction precluded By the ludicrous length And the strength of a reputed dictionary attack Proof string of characters This imperative to thwart All the disparages of privacy The NSA and homelessness You better PGP the raw Because so far they ain't impressed You better take the PGP And print the hex of it out Scan that into a tiff Then if you secret doubt For your day Scramble up the order of the pixels with a one-time pad that describes the fun time had by the fix old boot-wearing stomper who danced to produce random claptrap all the intervals in between which set in tandem with the stomps themselves begat a seed of math unguessable Ain't no complaint about the cipherless redressable Best of all your secret, nothing next day could extract it By 2025, the children speak and spell could crack it You can't hide secrets from the future with math You can try, but I bet that in the future they laugh Schemes and algorithms of mass to reinforce cryptographs in the past. You can't hide secrets from the future with math. You can try, but I bet that in the future they laugh at the half-fast schemes. 
sure people do not give a damn about your shopping. Your visa number SSL to cherry popping hot grandpa action websites that you visit. More password protected partitions, no matter how illicit. And this, it would seem, is your saving grace. Like amazing haste to people to forget your name, your face. You're lit in this list of indefensible indiscretions. In fact, the only way that you could pray to make impression on the era ahead is if instead of being notable, you make the data describing you undecodable. The script kiddies sitting in that relic called the internet seeking latches on treasure chests that they could reckon seconds would get in yet get a chance to queue up for this assembly to discover and crack the cover like a creme brulee. They'll glance you over, I guess, and then for a bare moment you'll persist to exist. Almost seem like you're there, don't it? But you're not. You're here. Your name will fade as front will. That's in the future. They don't know what crypto variable still. You can't hide secrets from the future with math. You can try, but I bet that in the future they laugh at the half-fast schemes and algorithms of mass to enforce cryptographs in the past. You can't hide secrets from the future with math. You can try, but I bet that in the future they laugh at the half-fast schemes and algorithms of mass to enforce cryptographs in the past. It's an enigma machine. A code yelled out at hot bongs into a tin can with a thin string. And that ain't all you do to broadcast clear text of your intention. Send an email to the government pledging your abstention from vote fraud this time. Next time, can't promise you don't get a visit from the Department of Piranhas. Be honest, you ain't hacking those. It'd be too easy setting up the next president, pretending that you were through freezing when you're nothing but warming up. To do list in your diary, better keep for a long time and the long time better be tired. To the distribution of electrical brains that are guessing every unsalted hash that ever came. They got alien technology to make the rainbow tables with. Then in an afternoon, a glance and have them secrets. Don't resist the loving coats of the mathematical calculation. Heart of your mystery sent free fall into palpitation. Computational rise up in the dawn, a free agent. Nobody knows the future now. Go find out. Be patient. Secrets from the future with math. You can try, but I bet that in the future they laugh. Half-fast schemes and I'm gonna fuck with some math. Secrets from the Hamburger vending machines. What? 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 That I, is a thing. I didn't even get to say welcome now. to Nerdy Show. Welcome to Nerdy Show. Hamburger vending machines? What are you talking about? Do what? What were you doing in my dreams last night? 360 an hour, Hex. That's what, what I was doing in your dreams. Oh. 360 what an hour? Hamburgers. Oh. Keep it together. Okay. <laughs> Any kind? Like I can get whatever I want on it? Or is it a standard, here's your McDonald's hamburger? Yeah, I could pretty do like whatever, man. I mean, like that's the beauty. So it's of it. a maker bot for burgers. 
Yes, it literally has shoots. You put ingredients in it, like lettuce and tomatoes and onions or whatever, and it just, you know, auto chops it, puts it all together, and you know, shits them out the back of it. That sounds awful. I awfully awesome. Like I don't. I just don't see how that can possibly work. Like you have to keep some items refrigerated, but well, then you need to have heat, heat it up. So how? Where is this happening in the process? Insulating materials. Where are these things? Yeah. Japan? Well, San Francisco. What? What? Typical. Yes, a company <laughs> called Momentum Machines. I well, might have to go find one now. Do one. San Francisco, go. We have to tell best friend Bob to go. Yeah, well, I, well, I don't know if they actually have a... them out, but, like, I mean, they certainly have, like, one done, and I think that they're starting to sell them. They claim, of course, that it'll save a restaurant like bazillions of dollars. I have honestly been wondering why McDonald's still hires real people. Yeah. I yeah. know it's nothing but a health hazard. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Someone gets mad, and of course they will, because they're working at McDonald's. Well, and, and, and if then... you think about it, though, like, I mean, ultimately, if you wind up with driverless cars, and then they can just take the packages out the back and load it into the machine with the robots, and then the wait. robots serve you. I'm taking this to the next level. Your driverless car goes through the drive-through <laughs> to pick up McDonald's and gets a, a robot burger made and brings it back and then feeds it to you. <laughs> now there here's the thing. Here's that the thing. Danger. If if a human employee gets angry while working at McDonald's, the worst they're going to do is spit in the burger. That's not the worst they're going to do. If a rope, okay, that is not you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. There's other bodily fluids that'll be involved. If a robot employee gets upset while making burgers, they will kill all humans. That's the, that's uh, not how this works. It's going to catch up us to death. Like what? 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 What is it going to do? It's robots. They destroy everything. What? I'm internally fascinated and afraid of all robots. Says the robot sympathizer with a stupid book. I want to be a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I want to be a robot so bad? So they can't kill me. <laughs> Like, look, hmm. bro, I'm a robot, too. Let's go I kill all humans. I, really, the major selling point for me is not having to deal with intestines or anything else like that. <laughs> that is a big one. So you, it's small miracles, but, you know. You just don't want to poop. That's what you're saying. I don't want to have to poop or pee or sleep, necessarily. I'm kind of on that boat, too. Let's do it. Traitors. Race traitors. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So so they made this machine, and it's capable of turning out a bazillion custom-made hamburgers. Obviously, you know, they probably have an API. You probably code for it, make it even more ridiculous and crazy. I can order through Twitter. Yes, you probably would ultimately be able to order through Twitter. But their next thing that they're doing is actually having custom meat grinding features so that you could, like, let's say have a third pork and two-thirds bison. This sounds or like you're talking about other weird range stuff. fancy or burgers. Meat if you're in the UK, it's legal now in the states, isn't it? There, there was recent discussion on this. It's very really? important. You know, they made horse meat legal, I guess, but then they also took away the right to eat, you know, tigers and lions and bears or something. So what you're saying well, not is, like the bears, but I could go to a vending machine and finally get my baboon burger I've always wanted. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fancy, yeah, with with banana slices mm -hmm. and um, Who's the fancy primate now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm wearing his top hat. Take that, monkey. A little, oh. and a, just a little, a little um, skewered kitten eye on the top of it. Yes. <laughs> Were you in my dreams last night too? <laughs> so, so the company is actually planning on opening a restaurant chain using them, but they're also targeting them towards like convenience stores, yeah. vending machines, and like truck stops. I hope they're called Mecca Burger or something. Oh, like and that. even food trucks. Automated driving food trucks oh my that dispense gosh. automated Ooh. hamburgers automatedly. It's an automated drone food truck. It's true, and it would technically be a drone. This is weird. Uh, this this whole thing is getting weird. Uh, you know, I, I wonder if economic stability of the world will be able to work in tandem with the bizarre, impersonal, roboticized environment that we're shaping up for, provided that we can afford to create that environment. Here's what we got to do in order to survive as a species, not only because of asteroids, but because of financial reasons. All right, so 2008 happened, financial collapse, blah, blah, blah. You know, millions of people are unemployed, and yet the world still runs. So clearly there are many people who are just, let's face it, not needed in a modern technological society. Uh huh. Those people go to Mars because now they're needed. That's labor, that's use, that's, you know, they're producing. And now we have a Mars colony, and, and all these people now are employed, and establishing new civilizations and then we have the great people and we're all getting automated interstellar burgers i thought you were going it was going to be brian clevenger's modest proposal i was waiting for that too (laughs) (laughs) so we'll die (laughs) and why should we let all that meat go to waste (laughs) (laughs) they're on the spaceships anyway you know people gotta eat And that is exactly where that one-third of pork came from in the hamburger. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take a while to get crops and, and, and animals on Mars. I'm just saying. It's fair. All right, then. Yeah. You look at me funny now, but yeah. I wonder if people are like horse meat, where it's the elderly that are the most tender. <laughs> there's only one way to find out. <laughs> uh, there's also the easy way of talking to the crazy cannibal tribes, I'm assuming, but, you know. Talking to them is... Uh... Well, they aren't always eating people. Sometimes they're full. Well, it's if a they're the crazy, thing, they're not just going to eat people willy-nilly. I mean, if they're the crazy cannibal tribes, I think they will eat us willy-nilly. Have you guys seen Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> the documentary, that's right. Yes, I have. Sorry. It's no good, man. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot be reasoned with. Well, one would think that they would also need to store up, right? I mean, so what if another human doesn't come along? So I think they just attack no matter what. Clearly, they eat other things, though. People are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now it's time we got to give some shout-outs to all these nerdy peoples who uh, who support us. You know, we are a listener-supported podcast. And uh, if it weren't for you, we'd be out on the street with signs that say, we'll talk at you about nerdy stuff or food. Something to that effect, yeah. I mean, um, I do that anyways, but that's just, I mean, what else are you going to do on a Friday at Orlando? Go to a show? <laughs> no. Uh, yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys make this this entire network possible, not just Nerdy Show, but in fact, the whole network. So thank you so much for supporting us. And for those people who have uh, give us support this February, oh my God, thank you so much. Overwhelming. Um, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. As I said last week, the February support has been absolutely incredible. We made our goal. We made a stretch goal. We got another stretch goal. You want to hit that stretch goal? Well, all right. We'll we'll uh, 
shoot you some more nerdy stuff in the in the and we've got we got so much like like outtakes and other stuff it's like they're encouraging that we're doing this new nerdy show thing like they really like it or something they really like it yeah yeah i guess we should keep doing it We weren't going to, but since you paid us, we're like, okay, cool, we'll do it. Uh, so Thank you for the positive reinforcement. All the 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 you know we we passed our our goals and such last week, so the the big support has happened. We, there's there's a couple we got to shout out to today. One of them particularly odd. I don't we don't have a policy on this exactly, but inter show support. Maybe it's a little too masturbatory. We got some really generous support from Adam Briggs. Oh, did we know from, from Ghostbusters Resurrection? That silly guy. I I don't I don't I'm like all right I guess thank you sir okay I, you know you're sure okay I mean it's not like we don't talk about Ghostbusters to begin with so it's, it's not like and it's not like we don't want money right um, so it's you know I mean like you know it's great like he's you know he's helping produce the show that's awesome I mean when you when you support Nerdy Show you're effectively you know honestly if I had producing. more money to throw to throw around I'd throw some money at Nerdy Show too. And 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 so and so he did, which is amazing. It just doesn't like. I'm just like, what? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yay, Adam. I don't have a I don't have a preset for this. What do I do? <laughs> How do? Um. So he said, uh, I'm biased towards Ghostbusters, but the Hex Grid owns Dungeons and Doritos and the Nerdy Show. Aww. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. And Jeffrey Voss wrote in, and he said, uh, I had a bonus hit at work, so I felt like sharing with my favorite podcast network. I'm Aww. loving the new weekly setup. Music and long form days are my fave. Uh, that's a uh, Tuesday and Wednesday respectively, but I'm enjoying all the programming lately. Yay. Yeah, that's rad. And, uh, in other, in other nerdy show, and that's, that's it for support this week, but, uh, in other nerdy show related news and fans and so on, Simon heavy devil Newell sent us some fan art of Steve, the guard being stabbed in the face by Barty. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, not directly stabbed, but a throwing dagger to the eye. Poor Steve. RIP Steve. <laughs> so if you want to check that out there'll be a link on this episode's page there's also a whole gallery of uh D fan art on uh, both the nerdy show page and the D page at dungeonsanddoritos.com or also at the dungeons and doritos facebook page if you, Boom. if you haven't liked us go ahead and like dungeons and doritos you know you can just like nerdy show that's the important thing but D does have its own separate page where i put, tend to post different stuff on occasion and it's got way less likes than nerdy show like hundreds and hundreds less le- likes yeah come on people you know you like everything <laughs> it's so the most go popular like everything thing we do <laughs> i mean you know like them both i know it's superfluous but go ahead do it i mean that's where i post all the weird Doritos stuff not yeah. on the nerdy show page on the weird Dungeon doritos, doritos and weird lizard folk stuff yes <laughs> that's relevant <laughs> I'm not saying it's not relevant. I'm just saying that's what you post there. That is what I post there. <laughs> so if you've been missing Doritos and lizard folk weirdness, go like Dungeons and Doritos. Certainly there's been some kind of Goliathy things happening on there. This is, oh, come on, certainly. Do that's not want. Oh, it's not like I can post pornography on Facebook. What if I could, dude? <laughs> anyway, back to the show. And guys, you know, the Nerdy Show community isn't all just about you know, commenting on the forums and uh, and and throwing money our way, which is good, which is awesome. I mean, if that's all you want to do, we're not going to argue. But 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 we do we do give back, and it's not just not just because of the donate. not in a so- sonic way, not just because of the support. It's actually we 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 throw contests on the occasion, and uh, right now we are doing a Minecraft buildathon. It's science fiction themed, and uh, and we're challenging everybody to hop on our Minecraft server of awesome. Design something inspired by uh, science fiction could could be sourced from you know any anything any franchise yeah. within the science fiction universes yeah or any combination of them even 
Yeah. And uh, you can take this in a number of ways. I mean, the more creative you are, the more likely it's going to catch your eye. The reward is uh, is a lot of cool fucking stuff. We got uh, we got first, second, third places, as well as some honorable mention prizes. Uh, you can get some amazing and weird and cool memorabilia in here, including a bunch of uh, really cool alien stuff, like really amazing xenomorph and facehugger bandanas. And those are really cool. Um, some very exclusive mine, uh, Minecraft merchandise from a fan gamer who are sponsoring this competition. A few things that actually are no longer commercially available. And really, in truth, we're outside of uh, supporting the uh, Kickstarter for the Minecraft documentary. We're never officially commercially available. I might add. Yeah. So, uh, including a wind-up creeper. Like, you're never going to see that again. We have one. We're giving it away. Hop on this. You can check out the full list at this episode's page. We'll have a link to the contest. Or hit our contest page. We've got a link up at the top of nerdyshow.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Nerdy Show. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. If you'd like to suggest some stuff for us to talk about in SciTech episodes, or any episodes for that matter, just go over to the Nerdy Show forums. And... Something that we realized we should have been doing for years and uh, and didn't was uh, asking you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. That would actually be super helpful. We didn't, yeah. we didn't realize that was kind of a big deal. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of amazing people listening to us, but uh, our iTunes ratings suck. And Adam Warrock's ratings for his uh, Gravity Falls show that he just started like a couple months ago is way past ours, and we've been around for years. Yeah, so, but he's cooler than we are. That is valid. Hey, he comes on our shows. Only because he hasn't asked Not us. Anymore. <laughs> Boycott. Anyway, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be tops. Yeah. We'd like you more Aces. than we like you oh, already. But yeah, do suggest things on the forums. We would love if you told us what you wanted us to talk about. Obviously, there's the microsodes. If you every uh, every month you can hit a hundred dollar mark in our uh, support drive, and, and then we and, have to talk about. And it. And then we have to talk about it. But if you want to throw out some suggestions for for things for us to cover, something that specific like awesome. SciTech, yeah, then we'll do it. We do have some SciTech microsodes coming up. Some more of those. Uh, so look forward to them. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm Cap. Bye. I'm Hex. Bye. I'm Brian. Bye. I'm Jessica. Bye. I'm John. To take us out, I actually have a track from Wreck-It Ralph. Because we, uh, we're, the whole cyberpunk feel kind of reminded me of the whole uh, Hero's Duty. Right, from, uh, the, the alien but, swarm that's going to explode out of the meteorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, I think uh, you're still sort of reaching, but... <laughs> whatever. It's, it's relevant. Go with it. It's a fun track. It's a Bug Hunt, the Nozio remix by Skrillex. It's a fun track, and it's awesome. And it's techno-y. Deal with it. I didn't ask for this.
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is made possible by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of listeners like you. Genital support. Oh, come on now. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on the iTunes, or making a contribution in our monthly support drive. I've got no money. Well, chill out, man. Any size contribution gets you Nerdy Show audio and images, like even a buck, and it lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com and click the support page to chip in. It's easy. wait outside 7-Eleven long enough, I'll get you a dollar. Uh, hey, that's, you know, whatever works. quarters, but that's all they're <laughs> going to give me for the bus. <laughs> well, look, for more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programming, community forums, videos, articles, and more, you should head over to nerdyshow.com. And you can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. For the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.